we should probably begin. Oh, uh, sure. Lumber toward beginning. <laughs> Welcome to the 12 step program. Hello, sleepy people. <laughs> Hi there. Hi. Hi. I too am sleepy. I'm grumpy, and this is Doc. Today is brought to you by Kush Caffeinated Meats. I haven't been able to find any all weekend. <laughs> Who are you talking to? I don't believe uh, in that. My hero. This is why I love this message. It's always free. <laughs> is it blue and does it look like a crystal? Yeah, get a um, spoon and melt it. <laughs> yeah, where's your needle? <laughs> does it melt? Welcome to the Requiem for a Dream fan panel. How That's awesome would that be? That would be such a great... Damn it! It would be right. like late at night. You ready for a true... This is a true story. True story. Every Christmas I used to come home, and back when I was with the Online Film Critics Society, back when they were serious, um, <laughs> we would get Oscar screeners, and so they would send all these movies, and I would bring them home for Christmas, and my brother would go and watch them. Well, my brother... I would sleep late, of course, because I'm me, and my brother would not, because he's him... And so he would go through and watch the movies when I, well. So I come downstairs one day, and he goes, damn you. What did I do? He said, I started off the day watching Requiem for a Dream. I said, what did you do that for? He said, oh my God, I want to slip my wrist. I said, I'm surprised you're not already dead. By the way, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey, Rob. Chestnuts roasting on the Send her down just to get her thing. What, who? She's on staff. She's going to get a sampler CD. Oh, okay. All right, so welcome to Britpop and Rob's in charge. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. Good afternoon. I wish I had a Morgan Freeman voice right now. Uh, Are you tired of it? Hello. um, Welcome to Britpop. Um, Rob, just kind of keep an eye on the door in case the thousands of people that think we're at the Hilton are coming in. Come on, man, hold them back, hold them back. Yeah, hold them back, please. Um, It does take a nation of millions to hold us back. (laughs) Actually, today it's a nation nation of five. (laughs) Our weapons are fear and surprise. Um, And ruthless suspicions. Anyway, sorry. Hi, I'm Rob Levy. Um, I do a radio show in St. Louis called Juxtaposition, which uh, will begin its 19th year on Wednesday. Woo! Um... And, um, yeah, so I do that, and I do a couple other odds and sod things. But one of the things I am absolutely the most proud of, um, next to uh, being married to a beautiful woman and being a weirdo, is um, doing a music podcast with these two fine gentlemen who I love very much, uh, called The Soundboard, which you can find on needcoffee.com. And also, any of the music that we recommend today, you might want to write stuff down, because um, you're gonna get the full blunt because there's nobody here to ask questions. Um, you can cheat if you have Spotify. You can uh, go online through needcoffee.com to Amazon and buy the music that you want for you or gifts, and then it helps Widge keep his business running. He still eats, and next year he doesn't look like an emaciated child when he comes to the convention. So um, I, actually, that sounds like a great diet. How do that, we do that? Yeah, exactly. That actually so, is a really good costume idea. You should try that. I mean, it's, <laughs> Poverty cosplay. Yes. It's also a no, punk band. Uh, it's a, it's a um, straight-edge punk band, Poverty Cosplay. Uh, 
oh my god, I'm going to start a punk band to play Dragon Con, and I'm just going to... That is my goal. By this time next year, I will have a band. Can we, do, can we do a Zydeco deathcore band? Because that would be great. Yes, okay. we can. So, um, anyway, we do a music podcast called The Soundboard, and uh, we all like music of all different types and sorts and things, and um, this is the 10th year we've done this, and it's never the hugely most append, uh, attended panel, but it's just kind of fun because we get to talk about music, and then a whole weekend of people talking about Spacemen and aliens and weird things. It's nice to talk about something else. Well, so we're, we're music nerds. Yes. So and, still nerds. Yes. And I have to learn when Dragon Con guests tell me what music they like just to nod my head. So uh, What did you do? Nothing. Tony Curran listens to the same music that I do, which is great. So does Paul Blackthorne. Uh, Peter Weller and I greatly differ on our musical interests. So, uh, But it's still hilarious because he's a RoboCop. I am not telling him that <laughs> Does yeah. Peter Weller like Kenny G? No, I think he likes... He's a classic rock sort of Jethro oh, Tull no. kind of guy. That's okay. That's yeah, okay. I know. Okay. Uh, Don't but I was wearing the shirt that you gave me, the music I like, music you like, and I was uh, explaining the Venn diagram to him. Okay. And he's like, all right, what kind of music do you like? He's like, well... He's like, I've never heard of half that shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Are and you? that's the subtitle of this panel. And I've then, never heard of and of then followed by the line, "I don't think you're very well." That was Peter Weller. Yes, but you got to hear it in the Peter Weller voice. You yes, you're God. But we talked. We talked about beaches. Hello, are you here for Britpop? Yes. Come on in. Come in. Come, come for the Britpop. Stay for yawning. It's Hi, great. yay! Hey. Thank you for coming. Is this your first Britpop panel? Okay, we do this every year at DragonCon. Um, this is John Widget Walls, and this Hi. is J.M. Tuffley. I Hello. am uh, Richard Hatch, star of Battlestar Galactica. And, uh, no. and inventor of the ShamWow. Um, <laughs> really? No. I'm just throwing it I'm going to start that. Um, but we do a music panel every year. It's started, hence inventor of this. We do, a, we do a music panel every year um, called Britpop, and we do a music podcast on needcoffee.com called The Soundboard. And um, we talk about a variety of subjects, but every year we get together here at DragonCon and talk about records because we like that. So, Well, here's the shorthand version. Here's how I always explain the podcast. It's the musical Top Gear, Clarkson, Hammond, and I'm Dr. Slow. So, but then that means that you're blank and racist. <laughs> 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 no, that, that's just... The from, early seasons? The early seasons. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that happens every other week. I will say this though: that despite the dynamic that he has just suggested, he's the one that turns me on to more new music because him and I are more similar in what we like. So I hear a lot of this stuff, and I'm like, oh, and then there we go. So there you go. And also, I'm five years behind, so I just miss the I get the stuff everyone else misses. <laughs> and I have this, and I have this image of every time he puts on a dubstep record of his wife at home going. <laughs> Um, just, just to give you an idea, Widge actually posted what was this your favorite songs of 2012 a couple of months ago? Yes. <laughs> and, the re- and the reason the reason is I actually went through and listened to them all. So <laughs> it took that long. So, but it's an interesting year for for British pop music because there's so much going on, um, and we tend to cover the indie stuff. But we'll talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. Um, there's a lot of interesting new bands coming out, and there's a lot of your favorite bands from the '90s are back. That's um, also interesting. All the bands from the '90s are back, aren't they? Most of them, yes. Uh, some of them should have went away, but haven't. Um, you too. Um, <laughs> what are some of those? 
Uh, U2. U2 is not from the 90s, dude. Well, their stuff with the 90s is when they started to suck. Well, so. it's, 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 if 80s U2 came back, I think we'd be lucky. Yeah, I'd be happy if Brian, you know, you, you, 80s U2 came back, I'd be fine. Simple Minds, not necessarily the strongest album band. Uh, they're back. Uh, James is back. Um, oh, that record is really good. I that record is actually record. very, very good. And um, there's also Primal Screams back, but they were really sort of went away. Mm. But they're going back to that sort of '90s sound. Basement Jacks. Basement Jet. Basement Jacks have a new. Really? Yes, they have a new record out. And um, Massive Attack put out an album last year. Tricky has a brand new record coming out this week that I'm going to try to buy sometime before Tuesday because I can't wait. Um, and uh, oh, I forgot to tell you, there's a new trick. Johnny record. Mars record comes out in October. Yeah, see, I, the Johnny Mars record is actually very, very good. I was every year I get a really great record that I want to listen to, and it shows up in the post the morning or the day before I'm leaving for Dragon Cup. And um, Jan's like, "Yeah, the new Johnny Mars came." I said, "Really? How is it?" She's like, "Well, I listened to it. I'm like, hey." And she's like, "Hey, it comes in the mail. It's and I live with you. It's fair it's game." Fair game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, damn it. So yeah. But it, the single is really amazing. It's probably one of the best singles I've heard all year. It's called Easy Money. And who would have known Johnny Marr had a great voice? Um, and it's great. And he's doing a tour. And he's the, the coolest thing on the tour that has happened so far is that uh, him in Portmouth, him and Robin Hitchcock played Please, Please, Please Let Me Get What I Want. Um, with Robin Hitchcock singing it, which was kind of cool. Um, See, here's the thing. Tricky albums can be hit or miss. Yes. Where's my new Martina Todd Bird album? I'm sure that that is coming down. Yeah, wasn't the last thing she put out was the record that she did with different producers, where it was her old, it was like songs from her first three albums. Yeah. Where she re-recorded them. Because she did a new. Was that Blue God? That. No, that was the one after Blue God. Okay. It wasn't even released here. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, again, again, again. And we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Well, so, yeah, Martina Todd Bird. Her first album was Kicksotic. That's what it was overseas. And they re-released it with a completely re-swizzled track list here as anything. Probably because they don't think we know what Kixotic is. So. Well, they did something similar with the first Amy Winehouse album, Frank, where they switched yeah. the, the, track, mm. the track listings. <coughs> um, Sometimes that's the artist request. Yeah. Hello. Thank you for coming. Hi. Welcome. And uh, also, the, the best thing in the British pop music this year is we have the 50th anniversary of this little band called The Beatles. Um, so there's all kinds of... There's this all kinds of really cool Beatles stuff out, which I highly recommend if you do nothing else this weekend. Don't go to the dealer room and buy a shirt or something mm. stupid. Go home and buy the Criterion Edition of Hard Day's Night. Mm. For the love of God. I mean, trust me, it's incredible. It's really good. And there's some cities that are doing it in theaters, and it works so well that they're, they're actually talking about mass releasing it. That would be nice, since I don't think it even came here. It didn't come to St. Louis either. It did play here for like two days. And it was yeah. like the two days before it came out. It's like the two days before it came out. Yeah. So there's a lot going on. I guess we can just throw it open to questions. If that, does that work for you oh, guys? You know sure. Oh, you know what? I'm not texting. Back. I'm looking stuff up As because I have speak, no brain. Right now. Well, not right now. I mean, this is pretty big and cool. But Kate Bush is playing her first live shows in like yes. 30 years. Yes. That's amazing. And I She's that. never coming here, but that's amazing. <laughs> yes. Has she played one yet? Uh, yes. she, yeah, it, she's at the Hammersmith, and I think it's selected dates through October. Yes. It's like 24. <coughs> it started yes. out being just two, I and agree. then she 
and then they opened the floodgates, and then, yeah. oh, we should get more shows. So she decided to do, like, a month. She spread them out, but she's doing, like, shows through October. And I have the best wife ever. <laughs> oh, you have tickets? I think so. She's like, I got you something for your birthday. It's awesome. I can't tell you what it is, but find your passport. And I'm like, is this <laughs> what I think it is? She's like, I'm not talking about it. I'm like, am I going to be excited? She's like, oh, you might be running up that hill with excitement. And I'm like, honey, please, 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 please. I'm hoping... I, I, yeah, I won't leave her then. Um, <laughs> well, well, at least it wasn't. What was it? Um, watching you without me? Wasn't that the track? Oh. <laughs> well, some of the dates. The, the other. Sorry, thing that was that, a deep cut. Joe. The other Excuse thing me. that gets the other thing that, that that's exciting about the Kate Bush is doing several dates. Yes, which is great, and she's having like some special <clears throat> people show up to do songs with her and things. Like, there's one date. Um, that she'll be playing with Porta's Head, and there's one date that she's got a couple interesting yeah, other acts. Yeah, is it going to be the same set list? Because I know she's been doing Hounds of Love almost all of it. Almost all of Hounds of Love and, and a similar set list. But could she do that with the Future Heads? Because that would be fun. That would be yeah. <laughs> acapella. They could do the they could do the background acapella. Uh, yes. And some of the uh, some of the dates, um, she's trying very very hard to get Peter Gabriel for some of them. Ooh. Um, Good luck. I know, but he could come any, in on a Segway if anybody. I mean, if he just comes Maybe up and sings. Maybe to get him, yeah. Yeah. So, that's very exciting. Um, and I, I, I've... Why well, hasn't she done any live shows in 30 years? No, and I've wanted to see her my entire life. And then... Um, She's just... Well, she did, like, what was it, a seven-day seven tour in Britain. Like, And this is, like, when she first came yeah. out. Um, and she did, like, a seven-day tour in Britain. And then she never did another live show. And I think yeah. part of that was... And I think the next comparative thing I could probably compare that to, and probably not as severe, but... Um, Andy Partridge from XTC. Stage fright. Stage fright. And See, they, yeah. they had, they toured relentlessly for a couple of years and then he and just they, stopped. Yeah. Because he and couldn't play. Like, Beach Boys. Yeah. Yeah. Brian Wilson. Brian Wilson. Although, the benefit of that was they got Glenn Campbell. So, um. <laughs> but the other thing. Yeah. Beach Boys. The, now, the interesting thing is that, too, some of it is that the stage fright, some of it, too, is that, you know, she's like, I had a family. I wanted to raise them. Yeah. Life on the road isn't, you know. Um. And she's she's doing American press. I mean, I got an email from there's an American PR company working with her. So they're they're like, well, we can put you on a waiting list. So I'm on a waiting list, which is probably like five thousand or something, because she's going to do. So that makes me think there's going to be American dates. Well, either that or she's going to do like somebody's show. I don't know. I mean, she's doing she's doing um, European dates. I know Fallon is trying to book her. Yeah, Fallon, <laughs> Fallon is very much trying to book her. And there, Fallon is trying to book there her. There is talk that she may do CMJ. There is talk that she would do um, probably one of the headline festivals next year. Like she could do Coachella next year. Yeah. Um, there's talk of that. I can't see her not coming over here for at least four dates. Um, so. Is she fairly popular over here? She's one of those sort of, I guess we could. Uh, <clears throat> Running Up That Hill is probably the biggest song she had here. But she's a legacy artist. I mean, it's one of those things that... Uh, the, it's one of those people that you go, God, if I could only see them live. You know, it's like the, I mean, the Division Bell tour where everybody went, I don't care what version of Floyd it is. We've got to go. And, so, yeah, and with, and with Kate Bush, I mean, everyone from, you know, Amanda Palmer to Tori Amos to mm. uh, Regina Spector to all these artists. are There's a super group we need. Yeah. We, need that, we, we need that super group right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, watch the hell out of that. She's a hugely influential <clears throat> artist. So... I think, you know, this, with these festivals, they, they do pick artists that aren't necessarily high-profile contemporary artists. Where, 
yeah. But they're they yeah. Still... Pulp headlined Coachella like last year, was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Pulp. And they're yeah. they're they're going to tour again because he left his Radio Six show. Um, is that for good? That is why Iggy is doing it. I think it, I think it is now, okay. which we'll let John talk about because. And I hope he does the West Coast. So yeah, we'll jump right into that. The other exciting thing this year, and I'll let Widge pick up on this, would be: uh, Do you all have access to Radio Six? Um, well, there's the internet. They also have an app, a BBC radio app, where you can listen to all the radio networks. <coughs> but Iggy Pop has a radio show on Radio Six that is nothing less than phenomenal. I mean, I just, I, it is. You have to throw Mike Tech a little bit out of the wind because he just talks to you. It's not, you know, it's not the Casey Kasem voice. It's the grovelly, you know, strung out Iggy Pop voice. But man, when he talks about records, you're just like. You don't move. I mean, and he'll go until he runs out of stuff he knows about it, and then he'll literally. Oh, that's all I know about that. And now here's some Grover Washington, and you're just like, what? It's it's truly amazing, and and it's it's like, uh, you know, and 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 here's some Frank Sinatra followed by some. Here's me talking about Frank Sinatra, and then Grover Washington, and then there's here's this obscure R and B record, and then here's James Addiction, yeah, yeah, and then James Addiction. Literally, it's it's literally like. I told Rob, part of the th reason I don't listen to radio is because my iPod is cooler than most DJs in the world. Yes. Because yes. My, my mix is incredibly eclectic and weird. Uh, you know, John Coltrane, Beastie Boys, yes. Uh, but it's like, so there's two I'll listen to, Rob and now Iggy Pop. Because uh, I get those shows from Radio 6 and he has some sort of theme, like going uptown or... or yeah. You know the blues, or whatever. and sometimes he sticks to that. But sometimes he sticks to it. But usually it's very loose. It's like, well, this is sort of uptown, but it's like I was uptown when I heard this. You know? <laughs> yeah, my favorite, sort of my favorite thing. He's he played a version of Kind of Blue with John Coltrane and Miles Davis on yes. it. Yes, wow. And he talked about that, and then uh, he goes, I had a chance to talk to Miles Davis once in a hotel lobby, and then you just start thinking in your head. Oh my God, that's a train wreck. <laughs> you know, um, it's really great. And they're online, you can listen to them. If you don't listen to, but, but uh, James Cocker, uh, Jarvis Cocker used to do that show, but he's getting ready to tour. The other show you should listen to is the Giles Peterson show on Radio 6 because he digs deep in his record crate. And he's a DJ, so it's not like a, when I say it's a DJ oriented show, it's not like thump, 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 chicka, chicka, shit, this stuff. He picks a theme and runs with it. So one day I'm at work. And I'm at my desk working, and my boss is like, what's this? I'm like, oh, Giles Peterson's doing music today. And I'm listening to it. He goes, what is it? And I go, it's all famous pop records from Chile in the 70s. And he's oh, like, that sounds And awesome. then one day, he did, these are all the masters of tango music. And he did a whole show of, like, <coughs> tango. And, I'm, and, and it drives me nuts, because then literally I'm like, it looks like seven at the end, where I've got everything written down that I want to try to find. Nice. You know? And so that's really good as well. Because uh, I don't like him necessarily as a DJ. But his stuff that he picks to play, he'll be like, you know, music from the Andes is like this, this, and this. And then, you know, blah, blah, blah. And like he'll do, he did a whole show on Nigerian disco, which was just awesome. Awesome. And, the, and um, it's like the album I found, it's nothing but me Mexican artists doing ripoffs of classic rock tunes. Yes. Back in the day before there was yeah. the internet and anyone knew they existed. So you'd hear like, 
you'd be like, what is this? What is this? I don't, I, I know it's Spanish, but I'm not sure that, oh, Gloria. I mean, it's like, they yeah. just literally just cover them, completely rip them off. Yeah. It's an entire album of them. It's amazing. Well, one of the go-tos for mariachis is uh, the clashes, should I see or should I go, in Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Every oh. wedding I go to. Uh, I, was, I was trying to look this up. I wasn't texting. Um, so, talking about the Beatles. I don't know if this has been actually legitimately released. Pop Goes the, Co- Go the Beatles? Mm-hmm. Was that actually put out of the box set or something? I don't think so. Okay. They have them, though. Basically, this I didn't know this existed. This was early Beatles, like as in Paul McCartney has his 21st birthday on one of these shows. The BBC wow. got... Oh, they the did. Beatles. They did. They, they did uh, release some of that because they had the uh, the Life of the BBC sets. Okay. So they did uh, the the earlier set. It was that like, years and years ago. It went out of print. Okay. And then they just released uh, the, the volume two last year. So they re released volume one. Okay, cool. But basically, it's nothing but people writing in and requesting to hear stuff from the Beatles, and it's amazing because not only do you have the four of them goofing around. Being young and uh, just being ridiculous. You have the, the guy who's the announcer trying to keep things moving, and they talk about the stuff they've received for requests. Well, we've, we've received this extremely intricately embroidered request. I mean, literally, someone sent them something they had embroidered with their names on it. We would love to hear something sung by George. And, and you know, and, and this goes out too, and there's this huge list of names at such and so high school, and such and so, you know, this. And, and just, it's nothing but that. And, but they play, because they had no music at that point. They did not have a huge repertoire of, of music. So it's mostly covers, and a lot of them are covers they never actually put on record. So it's, yeah. really, it's really amazing. I was trying to find the number. It was like something they played, like 260 different songs, um, and then like 40 of them were covered on the air, but never anywhere else. And I think they did some version of that show right up until Help came out. That's possible. They they did four um, because at this point it was literally they were still having to have a discussion at the BBC about yeah I think these Beatles they're, they're probably going to be something they're probably going to go somewhere it, because they have a couple tracks on at least the uh, version that I found online that had uh, them you know a couple of behind the scenes talking with the producers and stuff but yeah I said oh we had to talk them into it because they thought oh these Beatles the Beatles so they did Pop four episodes Pop go the Beatles. <laughs> So they had uh, four episodes, and then I think they came back and filled out a series, yeah. Yeah. at least one series. But um, if, if you're a Beatles fan, it's hilarious to listen to, especially because they're, you can hear them, and they're so young. And it's so sad to think about Paul McCartney being younger than me. <laughs> but by, by standards, of McCartney's voice has held up really, really well. Oh, it really has. It yeah. really has. Yeah. I mean, I'm really surprised. It's interesting now when he plays... Songs when he starts doing the Beatles songs, you know, he is fully sort of embraced them now, which is fine, yeah, which is interesting. And um, I want to be there when him and Yoko go through the Lennon tapes. What's called the Lennon tapes? It's all the John's Beatles recordings that they're going to eventually release. But Yoko and Paul are going through them and sort of trying to figure out how to clean up the sound and what they want to use and not use. Is this the thing that got bootlegged in like 24 different volumes or something? Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't know anything about that. Yeah. And, you know, Paul's Paul's pretty much said, look, there's so many weird bootleg recordings out. At this point, trying to arrest or sue anybody is ludicrous because how much money we've all made. Let's just get it out there in a good quality so that there's there's a historical record and people are buying something that doesn't sound like shit. 
you know. And I'm like, that'd be nice. You know, Paul, you're all right. You yeah. Know? Well, it's like the. Um, uh, I'd love for them to do a legitimate release of what became the Black Album. Yeah. And and the White Album sessions, because there's some variations on stuff in there that are amazing. They did a. Um, what I can only refer to as a jam version of Hey Jude, which starts off very mild. It's already a song that kind of sounds like a jam song. No, no. Oh, no. No. You, this, this gets ridiculous. Not, not jam as in, like, fish-like, we're going to play it for 22 minutes until we all just fall asleep. But I'm talking, like, like, literally jamming. Because they start out, Hey Jude. And it stays perfectly normal until it, at a certain point before it kicks in, you hear John somewhere way in the background go, yeah! And they just <laughs> launch into this rocked out version of it. And you go, what the hell just happened? So, so yeah, I, I, would, I wouldn't begin to know where to tell you to get it, but it's called Black Albums, White Album Sessions. It's really yeah. So. so. So it's like outtakes from the White Album Sessions, yes. basically? Yes. Great, great outtakes of that. But, uh, yes, as, as we refer to it on the podcast, you can legally acquire it. Wherever you like, and some of that stuff actually is on the uh, the deluxe version when they re-released the record a couple of years ago. Oh, good. Okay, yeah. good. If you buy the deluxe, it's the same thing. They did the same thing like the Pink Floyd sets. They did the basic version. Oh, the immersion type of thing. Yeah, they did yeah, the immersion okay. type of thing, yeah. and then they did, especially for the white album, they did like a super deluxe edition. That right. Had, like some of the a lot of the outtakes on it. And now, one, yeah. Speaking of Pink Floyd, new Pink Floyd. Right. But, yes, but it's Division Bell era Pink Floyd, and it's instrumental. Okay, but to be fair. Division Bell era Pink Floyd is still Pink Floyd. Okay. Now, the man it's is a happy. different yeah, version. True. It's, it's a, dif- it's a I, different version. I see that you're happy, Floyd. so I'm going to let you have that. Oh, God. Don't destroy what happiness he has. <laughs> you're, you're, you did not like Division Bell at all? Um, I liked portions of Division Bell, but clearly you get to that point where you can literally hear in Gilmore's voice the, oh my God, I'm so tired of this. Sort of you think thing. so? Yeah, you can sort of hear the, you know, he's he's really tired. And even in interviews, when that record was coming out, he just was very intent on saying, okay, this is probably going to be the last album. Right. Even though, you know, you, you have like, even in the, in the article, it would be like, you know, PR people are like, don't say it's the last album. But even, even, even when he was saying, you know, I, I kind of feel like this is, we've run our course. <laughs> <laughs> well, so 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 this Rory new... always gets it. That's the that's the unfortunate thing. Anyway, um... at the end they both got it from a writing point of view. But yeah. that's later at five thirty today. You'll hear me bitch and moan a lot. Um, so, but no. So you think this is? So why are they doing this then? Is this just to utilize the stuff that Richard Wright did before we lost him? Or I think I think Gilmore has become a lot more interested in doing that. A lot of what Pink Floyd is now these days, or. Or just particularly whatever David Gilmore does at this point is basically whatever the hell David's interested in doing yeah. mm-hmm. at this point. And yeah. he's clearly said that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think – and I, I think his last album was a lot of stuff with Richard Wright that he wasn't even going to include. But he passed while they were still producing the record. Right. So he decided to include it anyway because he really liked what they were doing. Mm, yeah. Um, and, and that seems to be the case with this where they had, he, they'd kind of done some instrumentals that they didn't really know if they were going to be songs or what they were going to be. And um, I think coming back to it now, he sort of seems interested in wanting to do that more just because of it's Richard Wright material that isn't out there more than let's just do another Pink Floyd album. Yeah. Right. Well, and which is which is a which is probably the best way to do it. Well, I would point. think so. I think I think it's fine to release it as Pink Floyd, but 
I don't think they're making any bones about it that it is exactly what it is. Yeah. Which is fine because I mean, you know, like just like with the Beatles, it's like, well, which version of the Beatles is it? Even though it's the same four guys, yeah. they changed so much in a short period of time. Yeah. yeah. You've got different versions of Pink Floyd, so it's like, well, it's all Pink Floyd. I mean, yeah. You know, because, yeah. because I mean, just from you know, Uma Guma or the Wall, what what is it? Animals? Which version is it? So yeah, and, and honestly, some people, <clears throat> it, it's my thought. The more that I've had a chance to think about it, it probably more people would appreciate a instrumental Floyd album uh, without uh, without Waters because they hadn't done one, and that's kind of an interesting perspective to go at because you know they did song albums. Well, we've done. We've had a Pink Floyd album without the rest of the band that was just Waters. Yeah. So why not spin it around? Yeah. So uh, that would be interesting. When is that coming out? Is that is that still fall or have they? Moved I think that? it's fall. Is I don't think there's an actual date yet, right? No, my guess is I'm guessing they'd have it out uh, by says, Christmas. It says on Wikipedia October, which is always correct. Wikipedia, which is always right. Everything's coming out in October. Yeah, October's gonna be nuts. Do we have uh, any questions that you guys want to ask us about anything? Because we'll just keep going. Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? Who are the biggest British pop acts now? Uh, the new thing now that's going to blow up is a band called Cut, capital C, small U, big T. They're kind of a cross between like the Ramones and the Vaccines and Franz Ferdinand. Mm-hmm. Um, and At the on... moment, though, it seems like, and they just finished their tour, it sounds our Arctic Monkeys are still... Arctic Monkeys are, are still a huge deal. They've been sort of embraced by the rock and roll crowd in the States. Yeah. Which is kind of weird, um, and the AM album was excellent. So. Yeah, and they, they still, just finished the tour, and I think they're going to start a record. Yeah, I'm or, seeing or start them. the beginnings of a record. They're going to take a while to oh, do. Yeah, nice. I'm seeing them next weekend in St. Louis. Cause they're playing with Outcast at uh, Lufus in St. Louis. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Before they start Outcast playing, plus Arctic Monkeys, one be, of the two thousand four. Yeah. Before they start their Kate Bush res- residency here in Olympic Park. Yeah. So, <laughs> but. Uh, so that'll be, yeah, they're still solid. Um, you know, there's all sorts of stuff coming. I mean, it's the new Morrissey record's out. There's a Johnny Marr oh, album out. Hmm? The new Morrissey record is not out. It's out here, isn't it? It was out. It's out over there. It was out, but, yeah. you know. Well, I'm talking about in the last year since we've met. Well, yes, it did come out, but the record label pulled it because there was no record label anymore. <clears throat> so you can't get the new Morrissey you record? You can't get the new Morrissey record. So I have, like, five of them that I should, like, just put on eBay. <laughs> Okay. This is a perfect point to discuss Morrissey. Uh, there is a new... Well, we'll get to that. There's a new Ting Ting's record coming yeah. out uh, that sounds very different. You can tell they've listened to Daft Punk records. Um, nice. There's an interesting band um, that, oh God, that that's sort of been kicking around for a while called The Crooks from Manchester that's kind of a rock and roll band. Uh, I will, of course, remember all of these the minute I leave the panel. So the best way to so, pick my head with this... Is, uh, I have a juxtaposition Facebook page, or I'm on Facebook. Ping me, and then when I'm actually in front of my record collection, um, <coughs> I can um, sort of go through that a little bit better. But there's just oh, the, new, the aforementioned James record, which is just really great. Oh, uh, the Echo and the Bunnyman record. The new Echo and the Bunnyman. Oh my God, the new Echo and the Bunnyman record is astounding because Echo uh, and the Bunnyman just did Letterman. Yes, they did. The last couple of Bunnyman records that they've done for the last 10 years have been notorious for having one or two good songs and the rest are ter- terrible. This one's just amazing. It sounds like Ocean Rain era Echo and the Bunnyman, which is great. Uh, there's a new New Order record coming out without Peter Hook. I'm a little dubious on that. We'll see. Although I think, because uh, Johnny Moore has played with them a bunch on the, when they were on the last tour. Is Johnny Moore playing on the record? No. 
I don't think so. Okay. On the Mar- on the on the New Order record? On the New Order record. I don't think he is. Because he played with them a lot yeah. on the last tour. Because um, I know he surprised yeah. played here while I was away on vacation. That really pissed me off. There's, That's okay. Yeah. Well, at least you got to see it. <laughs> There's a new... Um, oh, I, just, I, just had, I just lost it. Um, you mentioned Johnny Marr. Who else did you mention before Johnny Marr? Uh, Echo of the Bunnyman. Yeah, the Echo of the Bunnyman record... Um, is is very good. There's, there's another interesting band from Liverpool called Bird. So if you're a fan of sort of like female-driven pop, uh, that's pretty good. Um, so let me ask you this, because you'd probably be the right person to ask. So the All J stuff that's coming out right now, yeah, the singles, are they leading to an album? Or are yeah, they're they, supposed are to. Are they be... just clearing out the stuff? Because I know they. Lo- I know a bunch of people left. There's there, there, <laughs> there is another album of Alt J in the can. So my get whether or not that's how new that's been or not, I don't know. But the new album is coming out. Because wasn't like a singer and a couple of people left and yeah. okay. But they had they well, they also owed their late they had a two album deal. Yeah. So whether or not they leave or not, they have a an album's worth of stuff that's gonna get released too so that they basically don't all get sued. So whether these songs are new or leftovers, I don't really know, but people will love them. Um, um Left Hand Free is is a great, great, great single. Um this is also turning into sort of um a thing now with with, with uh, there's a renaissance of um, the Bowie catalog again. There's a touring exhibit of uh, there's a David Bowie exhibit that played um, in London last year and was huge and it was so popular that Bowie's like you know I've got a bunch of stuff I should just put out of the many people still want to, you know he didn't tell me it's coming here. It, it was already is here. I'll tell you about that in okay. a second. There's so many <laughs> David Bowie. Da- I mean David Bowie on an interview is like I can't believe how many people still listen to my records. I mean hello you're David Bowie right. <laughs> Um, but there, that, now that show is at the uh, Contemporary Museum of Art in Chicago, okay. which I'm going to try to go see uh, in a couple weeks. Um, and there's a really funny story about um, Peter Capaldi has been called by the British press the thin white dock because he sort of copped a David Bowie thing. And apparently Capaldi was filming and they said, hey, David Bowie's on the phone for you. And David, apparently David Bowie's like, hey, I love the jacket man. <laughs> <laughs> And so that was, yeah, so that's kind of fun. But, um, God, there's, the best thing to do, oh, I like this other band, that's, their album just came out over here called The Fat White Family, which is like just the best name ever for a band. Nice. Fat the, the Fat White Family, yeah. Um, and, they, and they don't sound like a band that would be called The Fat, like the, 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 they sort of sound like a cross between like um, Nick Cave and like, I mean, the singer sort of got that Nick Cave vibe going on, but like the music is sort of, like morphine, if it was like Nick Cave singing in front of morphine, um, which is both frightening and scary at the same time. Um, Sounds like a Granderman record. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Correct the window. So, um, but yeah, that's kind of a, a short list. Any other? Are you guys got anything else to add to that? Oh, let's see. I know Band of Skulls put out a record uh, earlier in the year, which is riftastically fun record called Himalaya, which was awesome. Um, Damon Albarn's got a record out. I love that record. The Damon Albarn record is really good. Yeah. Um, Which one's that one called? Yeah. Uh, something Robot. I think it's Everyday Robot. Everyday Robot. Yes. Everyday Robot is the actual good. name of the album. It's also the name of the first single, but it, it was also the name of the album. So it's called Everyday Robots. Yeah. And uh, let me see. Uh, Fan Farlow had one uh, called Let's Stay Extinct, uh, which was fun. A um, little bit of a different sound from them because typically they're a little folky and acoustic and they got DJs for this. I don't know why, but it's it's great. Um and then uh, Anna Calvi actually had a record out last year, 
Um, she had a new record out last year. She put out an EP this summer that was a covers EP uh, called Strange Weather. Um, and uh, basically, it, it is a covers EP, um, but the, the, the title track with David Byrne is really great. Yeah. Uh, really atmospheric. And I swear to God, if you don't listen to some of her stuff and think young PJ Harvey, mm. oh my God. Um, and then uh, let's see what else I had. There's um, also a new Nick Cave record coming. New out. Nick Cave record coming. He's got a. Is that the, the Bad Seeds documentary or Twenty Thousand? Yes. Twenty Thousand documentary. Yeah. That's coming out. Mm-hmm. And the pulp documentaries come been picked up in America that was that came out, so that's coming out. Yeah, it's played here briefly a couple of times already. Yeah. Um, but uh, the pulp, and I think they're going to put it on iTunes pretty soon. Yeah. yeah Twenty Thousand Days on Earth. Twenty Thousand Days on Earth, um, which is really good. Um, and uh, we have not met you. I will let you talk about Jungle. I love Jungle. About Jungle, the, the band. Oh, yes. Well, I, I've I've listened to some of it. I can't speak to it as yeah, much yeah. as you can. It's, so go is for that it. the thing I sent you? Said you should listen to Jungle. Yes. Okay. I had a hunch, that, and it was funny because the the, the whole weird me coffee family's gotten so crossly weird that I was listening. It's like, oh my god, this is like really good. It came out. It was a very gentle the band's called Jungle. Um, the packaging is very nondescript or whatever. And I'm listening. She's like, this is great. She's like, have you told Witch about this yet? My wife. And I'm like, no. She's like, I think Witch would like this. I'm like, he probably would. How do you know what, 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 what Witch would like? She's like, I listened to the podcast. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. And, oh, that uh, thing. So yeah. she's like, yeah. yeah. She's like, Jungle may be the first album in a while that you, Tuffley, and Witch will just all go on about. And I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. So it's, and we did. Yeah. It's really good. The first sing- single is called Busy Earning. And it's sort of like the horns in it are great. It's awesome. So put that down on your list too, Jungle. Um, the name, the name of the band is Jungle. It's on XL Records. Um, uh, and the XL compilation they put out recently. Is it self-titled? Yes. And yes. The, 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 the lead track from it is called Busy Earning. That is actually maybe the song, <coughs> song of the summer. Um, it's really good. I mean, it's really, really, really good. Yeah, and uh, let's see what, what the actual. I will say the uh, the pay close attention compilation that XL put out. Oh yeah. I don't know if it's available here. It will be. Though. But uh, well, because it's got people that are on other labels, so I don't know how that works. Well, yeah. Um, but uh, it's uh, basically the XL uh, label. It's their twenty fifth anniversary. It's their twenty fifth anniversary. So they put out what you do when a record label turns twenty five. They put out compilations with like sort of their greatest hits on it. And a bunch of the old techno they did in the 90s that nobody thought would sound interesting that now sounds like uh, dubstep is coming out. the Prodigy. Well, the other stuff. <laughs> there's, some, there's some Herbalizer stuff. There's a couple other things. But yeah, the early Prodigy stuff. But there's some other things too. Early Prodigy stuff. Uh, um, you've got Adele mixed in there. Early Prodigy stuff. Adele, Radiohead. Vampire Weekend. Vampire Weekends. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's, and it's you know, it, it's interesting just from a perspective of you can see what label it comes out on elsewhere, um, because you know it's the same. The same label put out radio uh, at one point a Radiohead record, a uh, all of the Prodigy stuff, you know, all of the Adele stuff, yeah. you know, all the Adele stuff you got sick of four years ago. <laughs> that was them. They put that out. Um, so uh, it's really interesting to look at. It's a fun compilation. Yeah, it's interesting because. XL in the States is distributed through... Is it Dave Matthews' record label? Is it AIO? Well, no. What's interesting is XL, Matador, and 4AD are sort of... And Rough oh, Trader all in the okay. same American family. 
So it's interesting how they all get partitioned off onto each label. Like Matador will be a lot more of the indie stuff. Excel will be a little more of the dance and experimental stuff. 4AD is still sort of 4AD. Um, and then uh, Rough Trade is like sort of all the up and coming stuff. So it's kind of interesting how it's all been divided out, which is good. Also, if you like 4AD, there's a really good history of 4AD records book that's out that goes through all that. And Ivo got the guy who did all the artwork for all the <coughs> 4AD records to do uh, the book design. And it's, that's really good as well. Like completely non-secular. So, do you have anything music-wise? That's, that's what I was just looking at. Beyond what you guys have listed, I don't really have anything else. I was checking my my lists. Yeah. I keep finding stuff and going, no, they're not British. Have you heard any of the Glass Animals stuff? Yes, actually, the Glass Animals could be on my show in three weeks. Ooh, nice. No, two weeks, because they're at Loofest. And they said, do you want them on your show? And I'm like, okay. And that's how I got my free tickets. <laughs> so that works. Kind of that's how it works. Kind of following the whole, you know, Return of Psychedelia stuff. Yeah, um, and it was kind of like, I got them, I got them for a session because nobody else wanted them. I'm like, I'll take them, sure, yeah, why not? <laughs> Um, hello, what's wrong with you people? But yeah, and, and they're on Harvest, which is kind of an Is that self-titled? Or yes, the Glass Animals, Glass Animals is on Harvest. And their, Harvest is a label that's kind of interesting because they put out the Morrissey record briefly. And then they stopped. And then um, there's a couple other labels that are sort of following, that are, a couple other bands are coming out with stuff on Harvest. <coughs> I think the new PJ Harvey's going to be on Harvest. Uh, the new Mick Harvey from Nick Cave is going to be on Harvest as well. Yeah. So. Anybody else have any, any questions? Please never ask me what, what new music I'm listening to unless you want to be like be hidden in an hour or ask me on the internet. Because then... <laughs> I remember I was talking to Matt Smith in New Orleans about what music he listened to. And he's like, Jesus, man, do you ever stop? And I'm like, sorry, dude. And But his knowledge of music is amazing. Yeah. Just to, I mean, he loves Radiohead, but it's like what he listens to is so refinedly like okay there's not a bad thing in there you know you know and I I, I you know like I threw him it's like Jack Culture he goes, oh man Culture is great he's a fat daddy I'm like please stop talking like Brian Setzer <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um, also Peter Capaldi has incredible good music the last two doctors have had really great musical taste which is you know fun what sorts of what sorts of stuff did they mention um, well, Capaldi's an old punk guy, so he's into... He was in a punk band with Mike Ferguson. So he's into the Buzzcocks, the Clash. Um, he likes the Kinks, the Beatles. Um, uh, there's, oh, God, the Zombies, uh, the Association. Uh, but he's also very much sort of the Ramones. Uh, a lot of that 70s and 80s British <coughs> stuff. It's noisy. And Matt Smith is sort of like the cool kid from the 90s. Radiohead, Beastie Boys, The Smiths, you know, sort of. Oh, is there a, is there a High Flying Birds album supposed to be coming out? There is a High Flying Birds record coming out. There's oh. also a new BDI coming out. There is also a very interesting. Well, no, what's, no, no, what's interesting is um, I was watching the um, Guitar Center show on HBO, and they had an interview with Damon Albarn on with Nick Harcourt. Mm. Um and uh, he's like, yeah, I, I, Noel Gallagher and I see each other all the time. And one day we just went to the bar and finally decided we were actually going to talk to each other because I think we're going to work on something. I'm like, That'd be interesting. so nobody sort of knows where that's going. 
which is going to be interesting. And apparently, there's a Blur album floating around out there. There's an unreleased Blur album. The Hyde Park concert, I think, is going to come out. Yeah, the Hyde Park records is already out. It is out? Okay. They uh, recorded some stuff, like, late last year while they were touring together, and then they recorded some stuff early this year, and then Damon Album heard his record out. Yeah. And he said, I don't know if we're actually going to ever release that, but I don't know. So there could be a Blur album coming out. There may not be a Blur album coming out. So, there's, there's a Graham Coxon record coming out too. Uh, he, I know he had a record out but, yeah. last year that I think a lot of people missed. Yeah. It was interesting. It wasn't because he's moved so many levels from really folky to yeah. really punk. He to, does this all he, over the place. His, his same pattern is. Uh, I, I think I like to compare it to like Thurston Moore's release pattern, where Thurston Moore released like a folk record or an acoustic record. And then, like, three other kind of records. Or back, yeah. Yeah. Or, or three other records that have kind of nothing to do with each other. Right. And then, for some reason, now he's he likes to play with death metal. Like, Norwegian black death metal. And then he just put out a conventional record of, like, Thurston Moore kind of loud, feedbacky <coughs> stuff. Yeah, and now that he just came out with. And now he's got a new band with uh, Deb Gooch of My Bloody Valentine. That is yeah, like, and he's going to be touring with them. That's going to be touring with My Bloody Valentine? No, he's touring with... Uh, that band. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's going to tour with that band, yeah. Yeah. Not my brother, but I don't they're not going to tour. Is there, uh, d- is there a date for the Wombats new release yet? Uh, they are still in Los Angeles finishing it. Okay. Um, is that the one that Your Body is a Weapon is off of, or was that just a one-off I don't single? know if that was a single or not. That was the, Your Body is a Weapon and the... Got they, one other one that, that came out that are both single. The album was supposed to be done earlier. And they, it just took longer. And it was the, supposed to be the lead off for the album. Because that's yeah. why we were talking, oh, there's a new Wombats record coming out. And then I got emails like, yeah, where's that new Wombats record? Mm. It was just a single. And, oh, sorry. Didn't know. It's coming. It's a good yeah. single, though. Yeah. I mean, it's coming. It's just... Then, and that's more of their label, putting it off, getting it sort of... The, the schedule of who they want is available, things like that. Yeah. Um... And the thing that frightens me is they're really going to get an American push. And I'm like, just leave them alone. Don't push anybody. Is... <clears throat> well, I don't care about how much they get pushed. I, you know, well, it... If the labels start telling what records to make, it's, the, it's yeah. the death knell of a band. It's just in the case of, yeah. and, I'll, and I'll put it like this, you know, I, it took me a year and a half to get a copy of the Noise Ets record, the last Noise Ets record. Yeah. Just because. And we, and we heard about that. And we heard time. about that for the entire year I and a half. get the Noise Ets and uh, talk about that on last year's panel. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, butcher her name, but uh, uh, Amelie Sunday. Yeah, yeah. She's supposed to have a new album out, mm-hmm. and she's fantastic. If you don't know her, um, go find the uh, BBC Live Lounge that uh, Magnetic Man did. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, Even easier, she did uh, Crazy in Love mm-hmm. on the uh, on the uh, Great Gatsby soundtrack <coughs> on the Great Gatsby soundtrack with the uh, Brian Ferry Orchestra. Yep. Uh, Brian Ferry's Sling Outfit. Uh, she did a cover of Beyonce's Crazy in Love on it, and it's really good. Yeah. Uh, the, what I love about the BBC Live Lounge stuff, which if, if you have not checked that out, please do so, is they'll have, uh, because it's the BBC, they'll bring in like strings and choirs on stuff that you would not expect to see strings and choirs. Yeah. Um, uh, another favorite is um, uh, Earthquake uh, Labyrinth. Yeah. They, they have... They have a uh, uh, an extremely very very white bread looking choir um, uh, singing. Going to be an earthquake up in here, and it's just you going. This is awesome in a way that it should not be. 
So <laughs> most of that stuff is on YouTube. It's 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 fantastic. Yeah. Anybody else have any questions? Just let us go and ramble on. They're Just typing. They're typing band names. We have to slow. All down right. Down. Well, I guess we'll talk about the elephant in the room, Tuffley. So Morsi. Um, See how he just knew? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... This is something else we hear about all the so time. So it came out, so the record came out, and it didn't come. Okay, so, well, we have to back up first. That Morrissey was the end just of an, the year of Morrissey. He's just yeah, an idiot. Yeah. What, what about the past couple of months? Yeah, okay, so are there any local people here? Were, did you see Morrissey local here? Local in Atlanta? No, there's a reason for that. Um, he, uh... Yes, four times he's canceled in this city. Four times in thirteen months. In thirteen months. Wow. Um, I'm just here. So this time, that's all that matters. To oh no 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 no! Here. Oh no no! See, that's what I was saying. He was sharing the joy with everyone else this time. Yeah, he um, so apparently, the story with that is, if you follow this at all, weirdly, um, the story with this is apparently the opening act made everyone sick. If you buy that, who's from St. Louis? Yeah. Who, who was the like opening were, act? Christine Young. Like they were just that bad? Christine Young. Or, or it, no, no, the opening act actually got Morrissey, Morrissey and Morrissey's band sick. Uh, oh, oh God. Because Morrissey. if you recall... Respiratory infection. I thought you meant they got the... Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> because if you recall the last year, on the last tour he canceled, where he canceled the North American tour, he was really, really... Part of it was because he was really, really sick, and part of it was because his mother was ill. But uh, he was really, really sick, and he canceled the rest of his previous tour. <clears throat> So uh, he came back uh, late last year, started a tour, a um, couple of dates, uh, pissed off a couple of bands, including the Clyde Nothings at some show in California. Um, the story with that is apparently Morrissey had asked, because apparently the Observatory is a very large venue, uh, where multiple plans play multiple shows at the same time. And I think Morrissey's management had asked that no other band be playing in any of the other venues when Morrissey was on. Um, which apparently one of the bands that was playing was the Cloud Nothings, who are an awesome band. Uh, uh, they put out a record, they, I think it's their second record that they came out with. Really good stuff. Uh, they, they played here a bunch. Um, but uh, apparently they had a bit of a Twitter war with Morrissey's management about um, not being allowed to play uh, at their scheduled time. Uh, because Morrissey didn't want anyone playing. And they wrote a song about it. And they wrote a song about it. <laughs> um... And then, uh, what was it? Uh, then he canceled the whole tour. But first, he canceled Atlanta. Uh, yeah, we know. So like then, he's got a bit of an Axel Rose streak going on. Yeah, and kind of. Yeah. Well, see, well, of course, he wants reggae. Exactly. Well, I kind of put it like this way: He's canceled on uh, Axel's canceled on St. Louis a couple of times, I think. Well, he still hasn't. Shown up to court for the Guns N' Roses incident. He still yeah, has a okay, yeah. So, so he yes, kind of can't. Slash kinda... settled out of court, so Slash just shows up. Well, yes, but, you know, Velvet at a room. Velvet Revolver, we don't want it really. No. Um, uh, but, um, so then there was a record. There was a long period of time, particularly on the last tour, and he had been quite vocal about this, that he had a record ready, and he just didn't want to find a label to release it. And my argument at the time was, okay, you're fucking Morrissey. Amanda Palmer made a million dollars off a pre-sale off Kickstarter. Kickstarter, yeah. If anyone could pull off a self-release, it should be the guy who has, let's face it, for the majority of his career, bitched about the record. You guys want samplers, anymore. too. Thank we have CD samplers. You want one? Well, it's like Radiohead. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. The, the interesting thing about um, 
Morrissey is, he put out his book, right? And this is when I knew everything was going to be crazy. He insisted that the book, when it come out in England, be released on Penguin Classics. No, that was everywhere. Everywhere. Well, here in the States, it's just general. It doesn't have the Penguin Classics yeah. artwork or anything. So I'm like, oh my God, how pretentious can you possibly be? <laughs> and then um, he goes through this whole deal with the record label uh, where he wants to go on a record label. He wants to put out an album. But he, Morrissey doesn't actually like to pay anyone. He, Stephen Street still has a pending lawsuit against him. Uh, Mike jo for royalties from the first singles that they did. Yeah. Uh, the Mike Joyce suit is still not settled. Yeah. So part of the reason he doesn't show up in England to play shows is because the minute he does, he's going to get served paperwork <laughs> depending on where he plays in England. So. Um, so he puts out this record called World Peace is None of Your Business. Yes. Which kind of has kind of this starts with this bizarre series of spoken word videos that he used to promote this. Um, which, that was kind of strange. Mm -hmm. Even for his standards. <laughs> um, so the record came out The record came out at the end of July. It has been out for approximately four weeks. And then, for reasons that are either known to him or the record label, or both, um, he, there were basically stories coming out that the record label dropped him, or he left, or... Some sort of weird circumstance, but anyway, there was a statement that he put on his website um, where he basically kind of complained about the label, which is what he does. Uh, and then several days later, uh, the record label, which apparently has now no right to sell the record, um, pulled the record from uh, all of the digital sources, and I don't know if there are any physical copies left either, um, because uh, they were supposed to be getting rid of those, except for, you know, the ones sent out to the press. Um, that, that explains a lot to me because I didn't know that and I played it so oh yeah like, Harvest, Harvest had to pull all of the copies of the record because they can't sell it anymore because I got a promo of it yeah. and then they sent me a copy on vinyl and then I got a box of 10 inch singles of like promo singles for the record and uh, now you're just gloating I know no I was just like <laughs> what the hell am I supposed to do with these and the, the guy I did was like oh we, had to, we have to liquidate a lot of this and I'm like Okay. Although, if you're in big lots, this may be your only chance to get a Morrissey record for like two No, months. they sell me. They <laughs> um, That's the cheapest Morrissey record I've ever paid for. The other frustrating thing with Morrissey is that he continues to re-release his back catalog and change the album track listings and add stuff that's off other things. And it's like, how many Greatest Hits albums? <laughs> he has another Greatest Hits record coming out by Christmas. Well, yes, but the Smiths have more Greatest Hits albums than they actually had records. No, this is Morrissey, though. Well, yes, but it's the same well, theory. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And it must drive him nuts that Johnny Marr is just selling out every show he plays, and Morrissey mm -hmm. can't. Yeah, it's kind nice of show. Yeah. I mean, what he needs to do is pick three weeks a year, play in Vegas in, like, a meat-free dome, and... <laughs> You know. I would love to see Morrissey in Vegas. No! I want to see the Cirque show! Thank you! That's exactly what I was going to say! And on that note... <laughs> oh my god. I want to see performance art to hang the DJ. Let's go. I, Let's go. Let's see the panic. I, I, I want to see I want to see trapeze artists flying around to heaven knows I'm miserable now. Speaking of which, speaking of which, because I know we're about to hit time, if... Go to needcopy.com and search for Morrissey. 
And you will find... No, no, no. You will find when the, the Smiths appeared on that British kids the show. Kids oh, show. The Great Whistle. Awful. Yeah. The, yeah. The where, on a school bus. And, yes. And, and basically, you have, you have Morrissey sitting there next to a kid, and the kid's like, kid's like, where are we going? And he goes... Well, we're going insane. <laughs> Two little kids. And then, don't they sing Heaven, I'm Mis- Heaven Knows I'm Miserable Now? Uh, they play something in a park for the kids. I, the think kids I think it's Heaven Knows I'm Miserable Now. It's the reaction shot from the kids are like, do we really have to be here? They're so, it's, yeah. it's amazing television. So I, I, yeah. you'll find it on Eat Coffee. It's totally worth yeah, it. The, the most interesting thing about all this is it may make him so broke that he plays a Smith show. But we'll see. <laughs> Because the bid is up to what? What's the bid up to? $7.5 million. Andy, oh, they're still not in Avatar. Andy, 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 Andy Rourke and Johnny Marr have both said they would do it, but they will only do it if Mike Joyce is included because it wants to be the original bands. Now, Mike Joyce and Andy Rourke both sued Morrissey and got um, money. Uh, Andy Rourke settled out of court. The, the court ruled that they were just... Morrissey's like, well, the band is me and Johnny Marr. And the other two are just session players. And the courts ruled that, no, they're all a band. They get Everything gets split in four. So Andy Rourke settled. Mike Joyce did not because Morrissey said some really horrible shit about him. He's like, no, no one says no to this guy. I'm going to do it. Um, and that's kind of where that stands. So it's, it's, it's so – if you want to read a really interesting book on the Smiths, there's a book called um, A Light That Never Goes Out that Tony Fletcher wrote. Mm. Um, that would be perfectly fair. I used to DJ Which with Tony New York. That man got me forget. Who? The other one. Oh, nice. The other one. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm like, I didn't give you that, did I? I go, okay, good. Is there someone sleepy. else on the panel, Rob? <laughs> no, I was the, the bearded sleepy one. No, no, the other bearded sleepy one. <laughs> I sent a couple out to people, and I couldn't remember if I sent you one. That is why I asked. No, no. Okay, no. I'm sorry. No, he's allowed to buy you that for Christmas. It's he's a, what are you allowed? What? The, the laws of market. The laws of market capitalism allowed. <laughs> I allow you. Is that a bombshell? No, I don't mean. We're end this no, up? I don't mean. Never mind. I don't mean I'm allowing you. No, you can buy whatever the hell you want. But you know. <laughs> May I grab a sandwich? Yes, you yes, can. I'm thank waiting for so Morrissey much. to put thank out a record you. called "Poop on a Stick." Thank you for so much for waking up and coming. So, yes, so thanks. And go to needcoffee.com. It's a soundboard, and you get more of this, but slightly more organized. And if you go to, if you also go to, there's a radio station in St. Louis called KDHX. And I do a radio show called Juxtaposition. It's on Wednesday nights. You can listen online. The shows are also archived for two weeks. Um, there may be something else happening in the next month. God help me if it happens. Oh, God. Um, so where that show saying. may end. But please, for the love of God, let this happen. So um, we'll see. And please don't forget to write us on the drive. But nothing good ever happens to me, so it won't. So we'll be fine this time next year. Oh, Morrissey.